Hey, this is Joey Burden from Warble Entertainment. I'd like to welcome you back to our Guide to Wedding Entertainment podcast series. You're listening to episode two, but for previous versions, either click the subscribe button or check out the website at warble-entertainment.com forward slash podcasts. Today, we're going to be finding out what exactly is the perfect entertainment for during the drinks reception, along with a few tips and ideas. So thanks for listening. Without further ado, let's get cracking. Today, I'm excited to say I'm joined by Tracy and Matt Warren, who are two of the directors here at Warble Entertainment. Hello, Matt and Tracy. Hello. So I hope you're excited to be here. We've got a lot to get through. And we're also going to be speaking to a couple of acts. We're going to be speaking to Rich the Caricaturist and Gianluca the Magician, just to get a little more inside information. So... Let's just start at the beginning, shall we? First of all, could you guys just describe what exactly the drinks reception is and also why you think entertainment should be utilised at this point? Okay, yeah, sure. So the drinks reception is the first part after the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And I think often it can be overlooked. And it's such a shame because it's such an important part of the day. I mean, for a start, it's the first point or the first opportunity you get to get together with your friends and family as a married yeah. couple. Uh, how lovely is that? Um also, it's a time, I guess, when every, all the guests and you are off having their photographs taken. So often your guests may um, get left to their own devices. So it's a really important opportunity, I think, to set the tone of the day that you'd like, lift the atmosphere okay. and also, you know, leave your guests entertained. I suppose as well, the guests might not know each other at this point uh, and they might not have had a proper, a proper chat. So could it be good for breaking the ice as well? Definitely. Yeah, without a doubt. Um, different kinds of entertainment can really bring people together. It can get them interacting as you say and totally break the, the barriers of those that don't know each other or don't know each other that well or haven't seen each other or mm-hmm. have just run out of conversation pieces yeah it, it can really help without okay. a doubt fantastic and how long uh, does the you know normal drinks reception actually last for it can be anything from an hour to two hours um i mean depending quite on quite a long time it isn't is it? yeah yeah it can it can I don't want to say laborious, that's the wrong word, but it, it can go on because obviously people yeah. are being taken away for photographs at different points and so it's it can really be stretched out depending on how big the, the wedding party is at that point. And obviously if you've got children They've just sat through the whole, yeah. whole ceremony behaving themselves and, and yeah. whatnot. So, so yeah. if there's nothing to do, no entertainment to keep them even entertained or, you know, nothing that's sort of um keeping them the, their attention distracted elsewhere, they they can run riot sometimes <laughs> and it can be a nightmare <laughs> for the adults that have got to try and look after them. Yeah. So entertainment can be a great um a great babysitter as well. Yeah. <laughs> it takes no, the pressure off a bit, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. but yeah. not only yeah. that, you'll find lots of, depending on what time your drinks reception is, lots of people are hungry. Yeah. And so, you know, you don't want that, that to turn into them being hungry. And, you know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So, okay, let's say we have a, a couple of hours to fill in our drinks reception. What kind of entertainment ideas uh, do you suggest kind of work well based on your experience? Um, well, the way we look at it is there's four main categories that it can be broken down mm. into, really. Um, there's live music. There's walkabout entertainers, there's children's entertainment, mm-hmm. and then there's unique entertainment. They're kind of the four ones that we'd say really are the ones you should be looking at for the drink reception. Right, okay. So um, let's start on live music, for example. What kind of music do we want to, to have in a drink reception? Depends on the couple, really. Um, I mean, for something like a reception, obviously, chances are it's, it's daytime. So I'd say yeah. you're looking at something not too intrusive. You know, Maybe right. a bit more background, maybe a couple of acoustic performers, acoustic and vocal um, or a jazz duo or trio, yeah. something along those lines. But it's still something that people, they're kind of getting involved without even realising. You know, they're chatting, but their foot's tapping and uh, they may be having, you know, a glass of champagne more than they should just because they're getting that atmosphere. They're you say it's more vibe. of a, a vibe setter than yeah, it is an actual yeah, en- entertainment kind of thing. And so. as Tracy mentioned earlier, that sets the whole tone then for the rest mm. of the day almost and what's going to be coming up later. And 
yeah, so I think live music, nothing too intrusive unless you are having a total rock and roll wedding. Then go and for And you it. want a band then. We have, <laughs> yeah. we have hired bands yeah. for this part wow, of the day. Okay. And, you know, the band seems to enjoy it and the, the guests obviously love it. But, you know, it, it's totally down to the couple themselves, really. But I think as a, as a rule, we found it's more the nothing too intrusive. Okay, fantastic. Uh, and you mentioned walkabout entertainers. Um, obviously, you can have a whole range of different kind of walkabout entertainment, but what works well during a, a drinks reception? Yeah, as you say, we've, we've got so many different types of walkabout entertainments. But here for a wedding, I'd, I'd definitely say the most um, popular are Cow Choice and Magicians. Mm-hmm. They work really well just because... Um, they can wander between your guests, they can work inside, they can work outside, you yeah. know, they're really flexible. Um, and it brings people together. For a Calcaturus, for example, it's not just the person that's being drawn, it's a crowd gathering around them. Yeah. And also once you have been drawn, you're maybe then walking around with that drawing that other people can speak to you about. So, uh, and you have, again, you have something to take home as well, I guess, because yeah, totally, yeah, yeah. usually that you have a memento to take back yeah. and stuff. So, it's yeah. fantastic. Yeah. You can get your, you know, the date and the couple's name printed on there and people have awesome. it framed. Um, similarly with a, a magician as well really nice to walk through groups you know people haven't got to stop what they're doing you can still carry with the flow of your day and they'll mm-hmm. fit in with it perfectly okay. um, I, as you say with the groups it's really good especially if there's children around as well yeah um it, it kind of because kids love magic and they love watching it yeah so yeah it's, it's perfect for the for the magician side or the character is the guest but for the magician side something that we've seen very often is it then gets taken through to the wedding breakfast. So yeah. what you've seen at the drinks reception, you're sitting then sitting at the table, you're not knowing what to talk about and you can then, you know, relate to the person you sitting at the table with common. you. Yeah, yeah, you all have something in common that you can then say, how did he do that? I just, <laughs> yeah. I was watching, I couldn't, but, and it's just something, as you say, that gets the conversation okay. flowing because exactly. if you don't know someone that well, it's, it's it can be hard and so, you take away those barriers, really. Talking yeah. of uh, children enjoying magic, I remember a wedding uh, uh, a long time ago when I was a kid, and they had a magician starting at the drinks reception all the way through to the evening. Um, and it was just, I was just on his, you know, coattails the whole way through, yeah. just like, just hassling him, trying to get him to show me how he did all the tricks. <laughs> um, I can just imagine that happens to quite a lot of magicians when they're... Oh, yeah. Before. It does. And we have some great magicians, or there's great magicians out there. So it's something that guests remember for a long time, not just yeah, for definitely. that day. They'll I've take still it away got with a them. card signed by the magician still, <laughs> still <laughs> I was a kid at that point. Um, well, since you've been talking about uh, children and children's entertainment, what other kind of uh, entertainers can can help in that in that way? Yeah, again, for, for a drink reception, a really good way um, of sort of thinking about it is, you know, what would you do with kids on, you know, a, like a town fete or something like mm. that? And so you can be looking towards things like um, uh, face painters or balloon modellers, just those sort of things that they know kids love being Not around and involved with. Not just for kids, with. though, is it? Really? <laughs> well, it's always one. <laughs> Uncle Dan is always going to get his face painted like Spider-Man, whether everyone likes it or not. But we, we with the, the children's side as well, there's even things um, that I, I know uh, Warble we offer, but like circus workshops. Mm-hmm. So the kids can go along and someone will look after them and they'll teach them different things like, you know, maybe a bit of juggling or maybe a bit of cool. balloon modelling. And so it's something they can really get involved with. And it does yeah. just mean that, the again, the parents can chat and they can be mingling with people that they haven't caught up with for a while maybe. And it just makes it a really nice setting and day for everyone that's there okay fantastic uh and you mentioned unique entertainment what what do you mean by that in terms of a drinks reception oh the unique entertainment's very exciting and fun so it doesn't have to be anything crazy it's just unique maybe to something your guests might not have seen before um here we're looking at lookalikes so, you know, um, celebrity lookalikes that can turn up and just it takes a while for your guests to realise it's not actually them. <laughs> yeah. uh, it creates a really fun atmosphere. Um, you get some great selfies and pictures with them too. Um, anything through to things like living trees, which, again, if, if you don't know what they are, it's it's topiary t- 
trees that, that walk and mm-hmm. talk and interact with your guests. I've seen um, some fantastic photos from them just scaring yeah. the life out of people. Yeah. When they exactly. Come to life. Same yeah. as living statues. You know, mm. they're there, they're still. You don't realise that they're actually alive until you go to walk <laughs> past. And again, just really brightening the atmosphere and, you know, something different, something that your guests are going to remember. With okay. these sort of acts as well, it's, it, you know, you can kind of put bits together and you can really create your own fate, your own, you know, sort of either a vintage <clears throat> style fair or more of a festival feel. Yeah. There's so much mm. you can do with it, but these sort of acts really lend themselves sort of perfectly to that sort of vibe, don't they? Exactly. You can get acts that fit in with your venue. Okay. So it doesn't have to be that they, they stand out like a sore thumb. Right. Um, depending on, you know, the walkabout trees, for example, if you're getting married in a in a castle with beautiful um, gardens, you know, they, they can, can fit. blend in yeah. the camouflage yeah, style action yeah. man just sitting yeah. exactly. in and scaring people. <laughs> Awesome. Okay. Um, what kind of tips would you guys uh, offer to anybody looking to actually hire entertainment for their own drinks reception? Um, for me, I'd say book something. Um, think about your guests. Don't just let it be, you know, it's it's your one time to get this right. It's your day. Don't just have any periods where it just feels quite lacklustre or you're often having your photographs taken and you're worried that your guests are okay. I think that's one of the things to, to really consider is the fact that you might not be there and enjoy the entertainment yourself, but knowing that your guests are going to be looked after is going to be a huge weight off your shoulders, especially if yeah. you've just gone through, you know, getting married and, and gone through yeah. the organising of it. So. Exactly. You know, and you are having your photographs taken at that point. You've spent a lot time getting ready you spend a lot of money and thought into your outfits and you want to relax so mm-hmm. those photographs look great so you don't want to be worrying about what your guests are up to okay and, and my tip as always is um book early and mm-hmm. um, the earlier you book the more chances of you getting your first choice yeah and there's also a really good chance you can sort of save a bit of money with it as well because obviously entertainers musicians that they, they like to have a full diary so the earlier you can book Chances are they'll offer you a much better price. Okay. Um, so, so that's like an ultimate kind of tip there. Get it, get it in the diary for them. <laughs> yeah. But okay. along with that as well, another great way of saving money um, is you can potentially carry acts across from one section of the day to, to the next. Like for the for the wedding ceremony, obviously, if you say hire a string quartet, ask them how much more they charge to do the drinks reception as well. Um, or go from the drinks reception and take them into the wedding breakfast. Okay. Because once they're actually on site um, and they're at the venue performing, it's, it's a great way that, you know, again, they'd rather be performing for longer and they'll do it for a little less. So it will save you money in the long run. Exactly. Fantastic. Okay. That's some awesome tips. Well, guys, thank you both very much. No problem. No thank you. And earlier on, we spoke to Gianluca the Magician over Skype. And I first asked him what he thought Magician could bring to the drinks reception. I think a magician can add so much to the drinks reception. I mean, <laughs> this is not biased at all, but it is a great addition to that particular time of the wedding. Um, so the thing is about the drinks reception on a wedding day is it's very often comes at like a lull in the schedule of the day. Mm-hmm. So you've got the whole day planned out and there are these sort of gaping lulls in the schedule where there's not usually much going on unless you get some entertainment in. Okay. So uh, the, the obvious one, the first one is in between uh, – the ceremony and the evening meal, the breakfast, is usually a couple of hours there in most weddings in the afternoon. There also might be one in the evening where you've got like uh, in between, you know, the uh, when they turn in the room around for the evening do or something like that. Yeah. So there's, there's these times of the day where obviously a magician can, you know, amaze people and give people these memories which are unique and they remember for many years. But... At the same time, it adds so much because 
it's a talking point at that point of the day. Do so, you feel it could also be uh, maybe at that point of the day, people have just sat through the ceremony and they, you know, they've behaved themselves, they've been quiet, yeah. um, and it can offer a kind of a bit of relief and a bit of light fun after what might be kind of maybe an intense part of the day where the actual marriage is happening. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And to be honest, that that time between the ceremony and the evening meal is probably my most popular booking option, really, mm-hmm. because uh, you know you've got the you've you basically got a wedding and. As much of a party as it is, it's two families that had been put under one roof who don't really know each other, you know, a lot of the time. So, so how do, how do you go about working that? How what what do you do specifically to bring those two families or the, the all these people together at that part of the day? I looked I looked to try and integrate the two families together uh, through the through the use of the magic. So, I might I'll do my mix and mingle magic, which is I go from group to group performing tricks. Uh, but I'll try to bring more people in. So uh, often what I'll do is if there's another group on the side, uh, I'll mm-hmm. try and get them over as well. And then I've got other tricks which I can do to more people, which are kind of bigger tricks. Uh, so that if I've got an audience of uh, you know 20 odd people around me, I can cater to them as well. So that's cool. I suppose the thing with with, with magic specifically is um, it, it's not entertainment just for the uh you probably have a word for it, but for the person who are doing the trick too, what what's the word for that in in magic terms? Um, well, I mean, uh, participant. I think you're a participant. Bit. Yeah, of course. Yeah. So you you have a, you know it's a spectacle for everyone watching. So you know you can get everyone involved if if you wish. I I suppose. Yeah, yeah, and and I, and I I sort of focus a lot of my magic on being interactive and sort of making that connection with people for me it's not about so much the reactions i'm getting but it's the connection i'm making with people so i love to meet people i love to this kind of uh socializing with people and having fun and i just want people to have a have a good time and i want to add to the atmosphere okay a wedding fantastic so what tips uh would you offer to anybody looking to actually book a magician okay so i think first off if you're looking to book a magician Good choice. You've made a, made a good decision. Yeah, they are great. I'd say, I'd say with magicians, it's a, it's a lot about what you. It's a lot about the person. It's a lot about the actual magician himself, not just the tricks he does, but the actual, the person behind it. So, what I'd say to look at is first of all, you know, do you want more of a magician or do you want more of a mind reader? I know you've got mind readers on the site and you've got sort of hypnotists and stuff yeah. like that. Do you want more traditional magic or do you want something a bit more kind of modern and contemporary kind of of magic? Yeah, exactly. And you can look at lots of things. Uh, You know, there's they've got videos. I've got a show reel you can look at. You've got reviews, testimonials. I'm sure, you know, some of the Warble team who have seen the magicians can obviously give you a bit of guidance on from from their experience. Uh, so often at the uh, drinks reception and all parts of the wedding, you're going to have uh, kids to entertain as well, which I know might be tricky, uh, keeping them involved and entertained. But is there a particular style of magic or something that you can do to keep uh, children involved and make them enjoy it too? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I have a few tricks anyway, which I sort of reserve for the kids, which mm-hmm. is always cool. But I think kids now, they're getting more they're getting more clever and keyed onto the magic. So I don't think you know patronize them with little sort of baby tricks is always the way now because they've seen dynamo they've seen david blaine they've seen all this stuff on telly yeah they want some real magic now so yeah i try and involve them i try and be interactive with it and i get them into i I, I get them into kind of the um inside of it sometimes and uh 
<laughs> yeah, they end up following me around. <laughs> I've heard it was you back in the day. Yeah, I mean, I couldn't help myself. I, I told a story to Matt and Tracy earlier on in the podcast where I was just completely mesmerized by the magician. He was doing all kinds of stuff I couldn't explain. So I spent the whole day and evening just following him around, watching him kind of uh, repeat tricks and try to catch him out as well, in a way. I suppose that's something that you must come across. Do you yeah. find that the children try to catch you out a bit more than the adults do? Oh my God. Kids are more mischievous than the adults, I'm telling you now. And it's harder to fool them. Yeah. No word of a lie, it's hard as to fool a kid because <laughs> they haven't kind of built up the what can like I say? The social kind of normities of how, how you would respond in that way. So they, yeah, I suppose to kind of mess with you a bit and don't follow the, the rules, as, as you would say, of, of the trick. Yeah, it's really weird. If I put a coin in one hand, if I say I'm taking the coin from my right hand and putting it in my left hand, but I've actually concealed it in my right hand still. An adult will assume it's in the left hand. A kid will be like, well, it could be anywhere. <laughs> it's, it's, it's so hard. <laughs> it must make it fun, though. It keeps you on your toes, I guess. Well, yeah. Kids entertainers have a harder job than you think. It's, it's, mm -hmm. it's a tough, it's a tough <laughs> gig. They're, 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 they're very sort of uh, attentive. Yeah, I, I'm sure they are. Well, well Gianluca, thank you very much for talking to us. Is there anything else you'd like to add just before you go? Yeah, yeah. So the one thing I haven't mentioned is really about the photographs, which I think to every bride and groom, the photographs are, you know, they place a big importance on those and get the right photographer. And, you know, because they know that these photographs are, you know, pictures which they'll treasure for the, for the rest of their life, basically. Mm -hmm. So what I've seen, and this is something which they may not think about before the wedding, but they'll end up sort of maybe regretting afterwards is mm -hmm. that they'll, they'll have the photographs during the drinks reception and they'll spend the whole time not being able to enjoy having those photographs because all they're doing is worried about, I just want to get back to my guests. Yeah. Uh, I don't like leaving my guests sort of on their own. And really, by hiring a magician, you can rest assured, you can enjoy your photographs knowing that, your guests are going to be entertained. So that's like a game changer for me when it, when it comes to sort of providing something which will make everything run much smoother. And that was Gianluca, the magician. And then we also spoke to one of our longest serving entertainers, Rich the Caricaturist over Skype. And first I asked him how many weddings he would perform at each year. Uh, well, I have a diary that I carry. Uh, each one has a space for a day. I count the days that I'm booked, and it's round about 115 bookings a year. Wow. Um, that includes corporate as well. And so if I take away the weddings, then you're looking at around 65 to 70 weddings a year consistently. That's, that's quite a lot. I'm glad, glad to see that you're keeping busy. So why, in your opinion, uh, would you book a caricaturist for a drinks reception specifically? Uh, well, um, you've got a range of choices. You could book a magician, you could book a caricaturist, or you could book both. A lot of people book both. They have the magician work in the one side of the room, the caricaturist work in the other. Mm -hmm. Whichever one you do, you're looking to amaze your guests, but without being too intrusive. People like to talk shop. They like to talk business. Uh, they like to talk with each other. Um, that's the main thing. And a caricaturist helps people to break the ice and have a bit of a laugh. You show me yours, I'll show you mine. Mm -hmm. You know, walking around with a piece of paper, having a laugh whilst you're having a drink. So That's what, what, what kind of atmosphere would you say that you can create during this event? Is it something fun and a bit lighthearted? 
Uh, it's very fun and it's very light-hearted. A lot of the time, people are actually crying with laughter. This is mm-hmm. at the weddings. Uh, if it's at a corporate event, then people are uh, more having more philosophical or intellectual conversations about okay. how we draw their nose or their chin or whatever. <laughs> you know, but mainly people have a lot of fun. And I suppose with uh, drawing people like the the bride and groom, are you, are you looking to uh, flatter them or something completely different? Uh, this is totally the choice of the caricaturist, and it's totally the choice of the customer that's booking. Um, there are lots of different styles. Um, some people like to have a very hot and spicy curry. Some people like to have a mild curry. Yeah. Um, it, it all depends on how spicy you want the caricature. But the general rule of thumb for me is is that uh, if you go around, for example, drawing very insulting caricatures of ladies, and you don't make them look all very pretty, you really are going to be risking, uh, you know, uh, either, uh, you know, uh, not going home in one piece from the party, basically. <laughs> okay. Um, you know, or not getting paid by the mother of the groom that's paying so, you. you know, on your so. head, be it how far you take it, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so, do you have any advice or tips for couples who might be looking to book a caricaturist at a drinks reception? Uh, well, the main thing to do is um, make sure that the person's got very good reviews. Mm-hmm. Make sure that they've got uh, very good artwork and uh, that you can actually see definite, clear pictures of the artwork that they provide. Yeah. Um, uh, and, and apart from that, just make sure that you, you look across a whole range of different caricaturists and do a bit of homework before coming to a decision. Okay, fantastic. And just to, just to end on, are there any kind of extras uh, that a caricaturist can add at all? Uh, well, uh, with myself, uh, I can add a whole range of different extras. It all depends on um, how much time the caricaturist has and, and how, how much they want to offer, apart from just turning up and drawing okay. some pictures. The extras that I offer, in basic terms, are um, very popular, mounted signing caricature. Uh, this is a big full-colour picture of the bride and groom, which is prepared from their photos before the wedding. Mm-hmm. Uh, turns up on an easel, and then the guests can sign it around the edges. Okay. Um, one other that would be um, that uh, they could have um, small miniature pictures done of all the guests. Uh, yeah. You know, so th- th- there's possibilities are endless you have to look at each person's profile you know okay that's amazing i suppose it's something to take home as well for the guests a little memento of of the day in the event but yeah the main thing with the live caricatures even if you just book um people to do the live caricatures um i mainly do them on a4 some people do them on a3 Uh, i prefer a4 because it's a little bit easier to carry home um but the main thing is is that people have something that's done in four or five minutes on the spot uh, and they're able to take it home. Uh, I mean, all across the country, I have my work uh, in people's downstairs toilets. And that was a few words from Rich the Caricaturist. Thanks again to him and also to our other guests today, Jean-Luc the Magician and, of course, Matt and Tracy from Warble Entertainment. I think we covered a lot of useful information for any couples looking to book entertainment uh, for their drinks reception. So if you want to subscribe to the podcast, visit the link at warble-entertainment.com forward slash podcast. Thanks for listening. Entertainment's Guide to Wedding Entertainment is an Orchard Studios production.